Hey, pet photographers, Monique here of Silver Paw Studio and founder of Pearl Pet Photog. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're enjoying the video version of this over on Spotify. If not, put your earbuds in and continue on. Today in the podcast, in the bean segment, we're going to talk about auditing our expenses. In the YouTube behind the scenes, we'll talk about the fairy lights video that came out. And in the B segment, we're going to talk about a peaceful bedtime routine. So stay tuned. All right. On the bean segment, these are the small things that move us forward in our goals, like the little beans on our dog's paws. Today, I want to talk about auditing expenses and I feel like this is something that we do maybe once a year, let's say January, we're looking at all of our um, prices maybe for our studio. And then maybe we look at our expenses. <clears throat> Excuse me. I actually have a Google sheet and it has expenses like what it's for down the one side, down the left side, across the top is the months of the year. And then the second column is how much I have to pay every month. And the third column is what day of the month it's due. And that is sorted by, you know, first of the month to end of the month. And then I also have a color code. So anything in purple is things I go in and manually pay every month. The rest of them are just auto withdrawal. And so I uh, am looking at that every single month and I look at my bank statement and go, okay, money was taken out for this and this and this. And, you know, so I'm pretty on top of it, but I have known plenty of people who really had no idea. And I was listening to a podcast recently and he was saying he had a coaching client who had no idea, like didn't keep track of it had so many subscriptions, particularly so many subscriptions that she had to just shut down her credit card and see where everything fell. <laughs> really had no clue. Oh my gosh, please don't get to that point. If you can help it, if you're already there, go in like I did, make a free Google Doc or a spreadsheet, Excel, whatever it is that you like. Even on paper, back in the day, 20 years ago, I did this all on paper write out every single expense and you might find that there is something in there that you can downgrade or get rid of altogether. Like say you're not using it anymore. Um, I had one that was kind of a graphic type subscription and I think it was only like $10 a month, but it was graphics I only used once a year. So maybe I needed a calendar for the next year to put on the back of Christmas cards for clients, just small things. And I almost never used it. And I looked at that expense one day and said, you know what, I'm going to cut this. And it's, it's harder to do when these are recurring expenses. So if they're just automatically taken out of your account, you get kind of complacent about it. Oh, whatever, it's $10. I'm sure I'll use something from that subscription. <laughs> At the bottom of my spreadsheet, I also have those subscriptions that just are taken out once a year. Like actually today, I have a subscription called Storyblocks that I use for my video clients mostly, but it has video, stock video, stock audio, sound effects, photos, graphic uh, elements, <clears throat> things like that. So 
that I pay for once a year. And I could do that a month to month. And so I've looked at that. I have a website that I pay once a year because I get a pretty good discount, but I could change that to month to month if I thought, oof, I have three big things coming out all in the same month or two. Maybe I should just convert this to monthly and it would help me right now. So I really, really suggest on the bean segment that you go in, list all of your expenses and see which ones need to be tweaked. I think that you'll be surprised. All right, the YouTube behind the scenes. This was such a fun video to make. If you have seen the most recent YouTube video or it's it's still there over on the ProPet Photog YouTube channel, it's all about puppies and kittens with fairy lights. Now, this video, this is the behind the scenes of that video. So kind of some little extra extra for you. This is a video, oh my gosh, I'd been thinking about this style of photo for a while. And every year I do something for winter themed pictures for the shelter. And in the past, I've even done like Christmas themed or snow themed, whatever it is. Last year it was colorful mountains. But I really wanted the um, marketing person said, oh, can we do something sparkly? Can we do something sparkly? And I was like, okay, what can I do that's sparkly? And all I keep thinking of was these fairy lights or where you take the little Christmas tree lights and you string them around, most commonly known as fairy lights these days. But everything I saw about fairy lights and pets was basically you strung these, like wrapped them around a dog or a cat. And I thought, Oh, no, 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 no. People might get away with that with their own personal dog, but there is no way I'm going to do that around puppies and kittens. I didn't even want to string them around the floor or the set. I had them actually up on this ottoman. I didn't even want to put them there because they're jumping on and off and then there's lights and people. And if they caught their foot on that, the puppies are a little bit bigger <laughs> and then they could run into things. And no, just way too unsafe. Uh, so that was number one problem I was having. How do I get these fairy lights? Number two, if you look at the tutorials online for doing these, um, you can have this really cool effect, but it has to be really dark in the room. You have to pull your shutter speed way down. Um, there's all these technical things. And so then your subject has to sit really still. And if you've seen that video, there is no way any of these animals are sitting still. Not, not for anything. <laughs> no way. They're just, and I expected that. I, excuse me, I fully expected them to not sit still. So how in the world can I get that fairy light look? And so I've been puzzling that around and I ended up going to Amazon and buying like $17, like the cheapest backdrop ever you can buy. I talk about this in the video too. And I think it's meant for parties really, uh, but it's very difficult, like pretty much impossible to get the uh, wrinkles out. <laughs> they tell you that though, they're upfront about it, they know. Um, and so I tried really hard to very carefully iron. And really, if you're gonna get a backdrop like that, you need a ton of space between the backdrop and the subject. So you need a bigger space. And maybe if you can get away with a smaller aperture. So this backdrop looked like out of focus fairy lights, the all the bokeh. So, okay, I didn't have to str actually string any fairy lights in the background. Huh, nice. And it's kind of a, a silvery grayish white backdrop. So it was brighter and I didn't have to worry about lighting the backdrop. 
And so then I thought, okay, I asked them specifically to bring in puppies and kittens because I said this set is going to be smaller <laughs> because I wanted them up on this bench. And at first I just had this white piece of fleece fabric on there and I took some test images with my Wiggles doll and it just didn't seem right. Like we had the bokeh out of focus in the background and then we just had a white bench. It was very stark contrast and I didn't, didn't love that look. And so I thought, ooh. I know. I had seen another photographer on YouTube use a sequin pillow to bounce light from the pillow onto his, it was a person, this person model. It made these really cool sparkles all over her face. But I thought, okay, sequins, maybe I can find that. And I did. So the story about that is in the video too. So, okay, we've got the fake bokeh backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> really cheap. We got the cheap sequin clearance fabric. Now, how do I get the fairy lights in the foreground? Here's some ideas that I had. Put them on a hoop, like an embroidery hoop. Uh, kind of string them around the corner edges of that and then put that in front of the camera or between the camera and the animals. Okay, but how is that going to stay there? Hmm. wasn't sure how to attach that or put it in a convenient enough place where these puppies and kittens are running all over the place. And it's going to be one more stand potentially. Then I thought, okay, something more sturdy. What if I had like a ladder <laughs> or a chair? Could I string the lights, the little fairy lights between chairs or a ladder? And I thought, nope, that's another tripping hazard. That's like all over the place. Even if we managed to keep the puppies and kittens way over there, I, I still, it was too much stuff on the set. <clears throat> and that's when I realized I had, I remembered I had these teeny tiny party lights that I got at, I think, Michael's craft store or Joanne's crafts for a party we had. And they're just small enough and they take a couple batteries that you just put them in a, like a mason jar, a little bit of sparkle on your tablescape, right? I had those in my garage. Hold on, let me go grab those and teeny tiny little set of lights. Okay, they're small. They're battery operated. That's a bonus. What can I do with these? <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you saw the video, you know what I did is I ended up, um, spoiler alert, if you want to go see and be surprised, but I'd show you in the first couple minutes, I taped them around the hood of my, my lens. And if you're watching the video right now, I'm going to show it because I happen to still have it sitting here in the green room office. So the lens hood for my 70 to 200 millimeter lens is pretty deep. It's good size. And so I was able to tape on the battery pack and the lights and then have them string and poke into the edges of the image. Now, what's great is they were very close to the lens. And so they were out of focus and they were bigger. And with the 7200, if I was zoomed all the way out to 70, the light the out of focus little fairy lights were smaller and kind of made more of a frame. If I was zoomed all the way into 200, then they got to be a little bit bigger and kind of took up more of the background. And it really gave this depth and it actually worked. I tried it at home with the dog really quick. Like, okay, if all the lights are on and we have a, a regular exposure, we don't have to pull all the shutter speed down too slow. Does it actually show up? And it did. Ah, 
This is, <laughs> I typically end up getting really, really big in my thoughts for all these different kind of fun sets. And then if, as simple as I can make it, if that'll work, that's what I'm going to do. And what I love is that we've got the middle ground. We have the foreground, middle ground, background in this scenario. So we have out of focus points in the foreground with the fairy lights. And then we have the sparkly sequins in the midground where the uh, model is. And in the background, we had the fake bokeh lights. And I think it turned out pretty good. I think it turned out pretty good, uh, but ooh, there was a lot that went into that. So uh, if you're interested, definitely go check that out on the Pro Pet Photog YouTube channel. All right. And now it's the point of the podcast for the sponsor bit. And I am your sponsor. So you still get to talk to me. Yay. Uh, today, I just want to give uh, another little um, suggestion, if you will, an invitation to subscribe to the Pro Pet Photog YouTube channel and check out some of the videos over there. I've got nearly four years worth of videos. I old, I added them up. There's like 250 videos <laughs> on Pro Pet Photog YouTube channel. So if you're listening to the Pro Pet Photog podcast right now, you're more than likely interested in pet photography. And I have all kinds of things for free for you over on the YouTube page. All the kinds of things from doing these like fairy light animals in the studio to animals out on location. I had a lot, a lot of my clients approve me videoing the, their session this year. So I have tons of those videos. And then I have more business-sided videos and more thoughtful videos. Uh, so there's all kinds of things, everything to make you a well-rounded pet photographer, whether you're a pro or a volunteer. And at the end of November, I will be having a free week of marketing classes live on YouTube. So you don't want to miss that. So if that's interesting to you, go check out the Pro Pet Photog YouTube channel. Thank you so much. <sighs> okay, winding down the last segment of the podcast is the B segment because we are human beings, not human doings. Obviously, I talk a lot about things that we can do, but this uh, the B segment ends up being kind of a combination of things we can do so that we can be a certain way. And today, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to probably tell you something that you've heard everywhere. And actually, I think Mel Robbins, most one of her most recent videos is about this, is a peaceful bedtime routine. And I go back and forth on this, as I'm sure you do, is where is your phone when you go to bed? I have my guilty habit is scrolling through TikTok in the evenings. So I try not to do TikTok throughout the day. I have like a fun channel that I do, but I don't have any TikTok for business. And so I, I tend to like save up all, all of my fun TikToks to watch in the evening. And if I'm not careful, I bring it to bed and I have a plug-in next to my bed for my phone. I'll just sit there until 11 o'clock at night and scroll through TikTok. And I know it's not good, but I'm like, well, I deserve it. I've put it off for all day and this is fun and funny and I'm winding down. Nope, I'm staying awake because it's so interesting to me. So I'm trying to get back to my habit of leaving my phone outside my bedroom, like in the kitchen, living room to charge overnight over there. And then 
one of my goals is to read and I love reading and I read a lot, but if I'm watching TikTok, I'm not reading. And so I have a book always next to my bed, always at least one, <laughs> usually three or four that I'm in the middle of reading. And so when I find that when I leave my phone in another room and I go to bed and I can just kind of read a little bit and I will naturally fall asleep. And I got such good sleep last night. Wow. <laughs> such good sleep. I think I fell out of the habit of doing this over the summer and there are certain times you need your phone next to you at night. I know when I had a, a sick loved one in the hospital, I said, I'll keep my phone nearby if you need to call me. Uh, there are certain times where you do need to keep your phone next to you, but not most of the time, right? Really not most of the time. And so that is my B segment to give yourself a peaceful bedtime routine. You got to do like Mel Robbins says, and put your phone in the other room when you go to sleep at night try it. And that's the podcast for today. Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Pet Photog podcast. If you need to get a hold of me for any reason, I have all kinds of links in the show notes of the podcast on the app you're listening from. You can email me at monique at propetphotog.com. Be sure to go find me on YouTube. I have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. And of course, the website, propetphotog.com. So it's been great to talk with you this week and uh, we'll catch up next time. As always, I wish you many woofs, purrs, and T-R-E-A-T-S's. All right. Bye.